So a priest, a rabbi, and a minister walk into a bar. And the bartender says, what is this, some kind of joke? A man entered a monastery where he agreed to take a vow of silence and he could only speak two words every seven years. So he he goes into this monastery, he is silent for seven years, he gets a chance to go up before the elders of the monastery and speak his two words. And the elders say, what are your two words? And he says cold floors. And then he goes on for seven more years in silence. And he gets a chance to come up before the elders again, and the elders say, okay, what are your two words for us? And he says, bad food. And he goes on for seven more years. And in this last turn of seven years, he goes before the elders of the monastery and they say, Okay, now what are your two words for us? And he says, I quit. And the elders say, yeah, we thought so. All you've been doing is complain since you got here. (laughs) Jesus said to Peter, who do people say I am? And Peter said, some say you are John the Baptist, returned from the dead. Others say Elijah or one of the prophets. Jesus said, and who do you say I am? Peter replied, you are the incarnate logos, the earthly manifestation of the divine Sophia, our ground of being and the charismatic expression of the prime mover and the theological foundation of our very ontology. And Jesus said, what? (laughs) Thank you for laughing. (laughs) I felt a little bad because some of you were really paying attention to what I was saying there. (laughs) I set you up for a joke. All of those jokes, you may have noticed, follow the pattern, the rule of three. You have a three and then a joke, a three and then a twist. And Jesus uses that rhetorical pattern, whether he would call it the rule of three, I don't know. But that is what it's called in common language, the rule of three, to express an important point with a twist at the end. When you learn about comedy writing, when you learn about writing in general, you often learn about this rule of three. Because it helps express to your audience 
that it's time to sit up and pay attention. So when I read this John 21 and I saw this repetition three times, I sat up and I paid attention. We know, though, that Jesus is not joking here because, like many parents, Jesus uses Peter's formal name here instead of his nickname. Peter's nickname, Peter, means rock, so we might know him as the rock or rocky. But here, Jesus uses Peter's formal name, Simon. So Jesus has fed Peter, Simon Peter, and the disciples breakfast on the beach after a long night of fishing. And after Peter has eaten, Jesus asks him a question. And to keep with our theme for today, we're going to go through it three times, following the rule of three, about this very important question that he asks, to look at the what, the why, and the when and how. Jesus wants Peter to get out of this question. So Jesus says to Simon, Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? This these in the grammar is vague. We have three choices. He could be saying, Simon, do you love me more than these other guys, the disciples, love me? Do you love me more than you love the disciples? Or do you love me more than this fish I just served you for breakfast? Probably it is, do you love me more than you love these other guys, these disciples. And Simon Peter says, Lord, you know I love you. But Jesus asks him again, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Feed my lambs. Take care of my sheep. And then he asks him again, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And by this time, Peter is getting grieved. He's getting distressed and upset, hurt that Jesus is repeating this question. He says, Lord, you know everything. You know I love you. And Jesus says, feed my sheep. There's no twist here. The question's pretty clear. Do you love me? Peter's answer is yes. And what does Jesus want him to do? Take, to feed my lambs, to take care of my sheep, to feed my sheep. All variations on taking care of the sheep. We know Jesus has referred to his followers previously as his sheep. My sheep know my voice. So it sounds like what he's asking is for Simon Peter to take care of Jesus' followers. 
maybe literally feed them, but also to metaphorically feed them, to take care of them. But why? Well, let's go through it again. Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, you know I love you. Feed my lambs. Simon, son of John, do you love me? Yes, Lord, you know I love you. Take care of my sheep. Simon, son of John, do you love me? Yes, Lord, you know everything. You know I love you. Feed my sheep. So why does Jesus want Simon Peter to feed his sheep? Do you love me more than these? Could be anything. Do you love me more than anything? If so, take care of my lambs. Jesus asks Simon Peter to feed the sheep because Simon Peter loves Jesus more than anything. He's asking Simon Peter to tend the sheep because Simon Peter loves Jesus, not because Simon Peter is especially worthy or especially good at loving people. We know Simon Peter has denied Jesus three times. And Jesus is not asking Simon Peter because Peter loves the disciples more than anything or because the disciples are especially worthy of love and care, but because Simon Peter loves Jesus, he then feeds the sheep. If we go back through it one final time, I think we will see the when and the how, because we get a twist at the end. So we have Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, you know I love you. Simon, son of John, do you love me? Yes, Lord, you know I love you. Simon, son of John, do you love me? Yes, Lord, you know I love you. Feed my sheep. Ah, but I assure you, when you were young, you tied your own belt and you went wherever you wanted to go. And when you are old, you will reach out your hands and someone else will tie your belt for you and take you where you do not wish to go. Follow me. I think the when is now. Because Simon Peter, when you're young, you did whatever you wanted to do. You went wherever you wanted to go. And when you're old, you won't have that choice anymore. But now... Follow me. There's a little sentence in there that gives an explanation. Jesus said this to say what kind of death that Simon Peter would have to glorify God. 
as an explanation for when you are old, you will reach out your hands and someone will take you where you do not wish to go. We don't know 100% for sure what happens to Peter. Church tradition says that he died as a martyr. But we do know that if Jesus is saying, follow me, follow me also means to lay down your life for your friends. So this may be where he is asking Simon Peter to go. But we also know in the in-between time he's saying, now feed my sheep, follow me, feed my sheep, take care of my lambs, feed my sheep. Peter has been asked to follow Jesus by taking care of his sheep, by tending to the disciples and the followers of Jesus. Now, what does that have to do with us today? Well, I think if we imagine ourselves in this scenario with this set of questions, it also gives us the who and the what and the when and the how of what we are to do. If you imagine Jesus saying to you, calling you by your name, Emily, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, you know I love you. Feed my lambs. Emily, do you love me Yes, Lord, you know I love you. Take care of my sheep. Emily, do you love me? Yes, Lord, you know everything. You know I love you. Feed my sheep. Because when you were young, you could do what you wanted to do. And when you are old, someone else will take you by the hand and lead you places you do not want to go. But now... Follow me. In here, we can see that we are asked to love other people because we love Jesus right now by following Jesus. Not because we are especially worthy or because the other people are especially worthy, but because we love Jesus. We love other people because we love Jesus. We follow Jesus. Sometimes these scriptures and the messages that follow them feel like a cliffhanger. Because what do we do, really? And I've been preaching long enough to know that sometimes I'll get questions at the door that are exactly that. I really liked your sermon, but now what? And I, I always have an inadequate answer. Because honestly, the scripture itself is a cliffhanger. This one, John 21, doesn't tell us anything, but feed my sheep, follow me. Well, there's one thing. The next little section has Peter noticing that the disciple whom Jesus loved, who is never identified by name, so that is an eternal mystery, although there is some tradition that says it's John, 
there are other people who make other arguments. So we have a mysterious disciple whom Jesus loves following them down the beach. And Peter says, well, what about this guy? To paraphrase. And Jesus says, hey, also to paraphrase, don't worry about that guy. If I want him to inherit eternal life, then he will. You worry about you. Follow me. So we have a little clue in there that maybe we worry about our own selves and how we do our own following and not worry about whether or not everybody else is following the way we want them to. But even so, now what? That's the end of the book. It says something along the lines of there were many other signs and miracles. And surprise, the disciple whom Jesus loved wrote the gospel. That's why you can spend your whole life researching these gospels and things. There's always one more thing that you just don't know. But today, we can start here with the question, do you love me more than these? Do you love me more than anything? Yes, Lord, feed my sheep, follow me. Next week, Pastor Dale and Kent and I will be starting a new sermon series that is more about the practice of a spiritual life. We're going to look at the practices that we might do to live, we're calling it living in 3D, um, living in three dimensions, the three dimensions of a spiritual life. So we will talk a little bit more about practices, ways of approaching life that are spiritual, but it still doesn't really answer the question individually, what does it mean to feed my sheep? What does it mean to follow me? That is a quest really of a lifetime. And I started out with some funny jokes that I picked because um, they followed the rule of three. And I really wished that I could find something nice and neat to tie up the end of the message following the rule of three. But I couldn't do it. But you know who could? Jesus. Because when he was asked, what is the greatest commandment? He said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And love your neighbor as yourself. Thanks be to God. Amen.